Hello and welcome back to the Football Chat Podcast. It's episode 114 today where we'll be discussing Mauricio Pochettino to Chelsea and a plethora of other topics. But we will start with Pochettino to the Blues then. Appointing a former Cheltenham manager is never going to go down entirely well, is it? No, it's, it's definitely going to take its time to win over some fans. But I think if you look at it from a neutral point of view... I think it's decent. I think there's a lot of reservations for Chelsea fans. I know a lot of Chelsea fans have been messaging me over the last few days. Like, oh, what do you think of Poch? I'm not too sure. You know, ex-Tottenham manager, not got that title-winning credentials that a lot of other Chelsea managers have. Is he the right man for the job? But given the situation Chelsea are in right now, I think he is a good appointment. I think he is really good at working with young players. I think his style suits the squad we have. And I think he's good at squad building. If you look at the team he built at, Tottenham, he was bringing in players like Deli Alley, people like, well, I mean, a lot of Tottenham's recruitment didn't go, you know, it wasn't a roaring success, Roberto Soldado, for example, but he, the, the signings I think he made were all right, and I think with the right recruitment team around him, who can get the right profile of player that he wants for his squad, well, I can only see it really being a success if everything works out. The problem is, if he's not given the control, if he's, if it's not implemented in the right way, well, then we just end up with an ex-Tottenham manager who doesn't really know what they're doing at a big club. Yeah, it's a tough ask. It's a really tough ask yeah. to take over this Chelsea side. It's, there's, just, there's a lot of things that need fixing, a lot of things that need to be changed. It's going to take a while. It's going to take all summer. And yeah, uh, yes, do, does Poch have the managerial ability and does that Chelsea squad have the quality to win a league title next year? I think it does. But it needs improvement. So I think we desperately only... need a goalkeeper. I think we desperately need a DM. Yeah. We have to sign a striker because and we don't have one. One currently. of my concerns is all these problems that he's got iron out. Whether it's the morale, whether it's who's you know shortening the squad, whether it's tactics. Whatever. The only thing, my only worry would be is how long will it take? Because if it carries yeah. over, if we're still trying to sort things out, if we're still ironing out things going into next season, we could find you know Chelsea could find. Um, themselves quite a long way off depending on how well, I don't think the title time. race should be the prerogative but we have to be in Europe next year I think that's oh, yeah. a non-negotiable that's but really. even you know, we don't want to but we want, you want to start it strong you don't want to be in the Conference League spots after mm. six, seven, eight games I still think you can be if we're at the if we're seventh in the league come the end of the season I don't think it's necessarily been a bad season it's a season of progression while looking back at former Chelsea teams and seasons we may go well that's a massive failure Chelsea Football Club should be right at the top. Ultimately, we're currently 12th in the Premier League, so we can't have the mentality of, oh, we're a big dog, we need to be up there. We have to build up in stages. And at the moment, this squad, however much quality or, you know, proposed quality there is in this squad, it's not showing, it's not working on the pitch, so changes have to be made. It will take time. We can't really say say much, though. We just have to see, you know, we can only start really talking about it when we see what Pot just put together coming into the season because he might have, he might still have a big squad and there might still be problems you know in the dressing room you we, mean, might, we yeah. might get we might swing around to the start of the season we've got rid of the Deadwood we've got rid of the bad attitudes and it is a really positive vibe of just quality players I don't think there's any I don't think there's much negative ne- much negative attitude at Chester and I don't think there's a massive problem of morale. the squad just aren't arsed I don't think there's a massive morale issue either I can't really pinpoint but the, the biggest issue for the problems is that players haven't settled in properly. Well, there is a morale issue. Players haven't settled in properly and the tactics don't work. 
And at the moment, we've got a coach who's tactically ineffective. You know, I think Jason Tindall's probably a better manager than Frank Lampard is. So I, d- I don't think we're in a right, we're, we've not got the right man in charge right now. But in terms of what Pochettino has to do, obviously we know he has to implement his style. He needs to get a, a consistent style for a season of football. We need to have the same sort of system so players can get used to it. We need to be playing that system all through the summer. We need to know, we need to have an identity by the time that we turn up to that first game on the weekend of the 11th of August. I hope he can achieve that. Obviously, there's a lot to do in the meantime. 45 men squad. Men have 45 first-team players. I genuinely players. don't know how a football club lets it get to that bad. There are 45 first-team players at Chelsea. Obviously, the lone army is a problem with regards to that. That's why there's so many people. When you say 45, there's not 45 turning up to training every day. But if there's no loans, well, then there is 45 people turning up to training every day. Of course, you can only register 25 for the Premier League. And of that, eight need to be homegrown in the nation between the ages of 15 and 21. So we are at a bit of a problem there. Of course, players under 21 don't have to be registered. So in that regard, we're all right. Players like Carney Chuck-Wemmaker could be a good rotation option. The problem is I quite like to see Carney get a loan next season. I think he hasn't had enough football this year. So there's a lot to think about. Squad buildings could be huge this year because at the moment, the squad hasn't been built with any sort of thought or thorough planning put in place. There's a lot of players that don't make a lot of sense and there's a lot of players that need to be sold. People like Romelu Lukaku will be coming back from loan. He's got to go. People yeah. like Hakim Ziyech, he cannot be at the club come anywhere near July. Yeah. If he's still there, we have a problem. I think I think the other thing as well, which is a very big thing, is managing playing time. You know, uh, you know do, with, with the young players, make a decision. Either commit to giving them first team minutes or... Or loan him out. Don't sit him on the bench and give him. Well, yeah. From, from everything Poch has said, he has indicated that's exactly what he wants to do. Or, is or, or, manage that yeah, game with time. the big players. If someone isn't performing, don't keep playing him. The amount of times Lampard, Potter, you know, put these you know big stars just weren't performing, you know, in games upon games, and they just kept starting them. The problem was for both Lamps and Poch, uh, Potter. Sorry, they wanted to have a consistency to the side, because that's what Chelsea have lacked this season. Oh. There is no first eleven. There's no consistency with whether that's the tactics, whether that's the team, whether that's even the goalkeeper. Either we can't way. even decide who's the first choice. The problem is, first it choice was goalkeeper. consistent. Yeah, it was consistently shit. Oh, every you know, the well, team. No, was just... no, they didn't have any consistency. There was no. You can't say they had any consistency. That's why they tried to play the same players every week to try and get some consistency going. He, for some reason, Potter and Lampard for the start of his reign favoured the the older players, the players with more experience, to try and get some results over the line. Well, because they've got experience, they can try and get results over the line. Playing young players in this environment. I know a lot of fans, myself included, would love to see some young players playing because I think what's the point in this season we've thrown it away but I guess from the manager's point of view you just want to play the players that you know can get a job done even if they're not performing to the top to the best of their ability currently yeah Potter's got a lot of ideas like if I if I look if I look, if, you know, going into the next season if I look at the Chelsea bench and it's still got a Bamiang or Ziyech or Loftus-Cheek on it they're, they're exactly the sort of players that need to leave Loftus-Cheek left so because he comes under the eight players trained in England. So he fulfills a homegrown quota if we're short, but we shouldn't be because we've got a huge... A huge... um, I mean, it'll be right for like, you know, the Carabao Cup. About players. But yeah, 
Cobham should fulfill that homegrown quota. But that's what we've got to consider. Is Mason Mount, is it worth selling Mason Mount considering he does fulfill homegrown quotas and he's actually a magnificent player? We know Potts wants to keep him around. That's something that has to be considered. Players like Aubameyang serve no purpose other than they fill the squad. Genuinely. I don't know what he, he's not a footballer. He is. It he's a magnificent he, footballer. He's he just not worked at Chelsea. He, I, I, just, I, I still think he is. Until we signed him, he was balling out for Barcelona. But he doesn't have that commitment or that desire to play for Chelsea. That's, that's the other problem that Chelsea got iron out. We've had too many players come in this season and not perform, and that's not because you know that's not just. But I think that's. I think that. well, I think it's more the recruitment was bad. We didn't sign the right players. The, re- the recruitment. Don't get me wrong. I think the recruitment in January is excellent, and that's that's because it wasn't done by Bowley. The recruitment last summer was tragic because we. It was a guy who didn't know much about football, who was uninformed. As to or misinformed as to who to sign, went for some experienced players. Marco Correa has had a few years at Brighton and Barcelona, and of course a season at Hatafe. If you look at Caldu Kulabali, of course, years in the Serie A, Raheem <laughs> Sterling, an experienced Premier League player. They're all players that are considered world class. Well, not Correa, but Sterling and Kulabali, I would say, over the course of their career, you would put them up with the elite. And Correa last season was arguably one of the best players in the league. Mm. So, for whatever reason, whether that be the fact that they they are very much system players, I mean, if you look at Kukure, he played under Potter in a very rigid Brighton system. He's now come, well, sorry, a very fluid Brighton system. Now he's come over to Chelsea, and well, there is no system, there is no tactic, there is no plan, and he, Potter's Brighton accommodated his mistakes, but also. He was so comfortable. Comfortable. He wasn't making many mistakes at Chelsea. His mistakes aren't account are accounted then, for a lot. There's a lot more stakes. All, uh, stakes are higher. I mean, yeah. And then if, if Kuro made that mistake, it was behind him. Kudabali who's fallen over anyway. Well, Kudabali struggled to adapt to the Premier League, and Raheem Sterling has shown what we've seen time and yeah. time again. Actually, that you can you can't take a player out of a Pep Guardiola system. If you look at Jao Cancelo, but on the international stage, yeah. every Man City player struggles Sterling, because he has, he, he's probably been. But, I mean, but even in January, you know, Mudrik came in and hasn't Mudrik, Mudrik's done well. <sighs> Mudrik's a 21-year-old who's never played outside the Ukrainian league and you're asking him to perform in the Prem. I mean, he's he done well. He hasn't been able to start. So he's picked, well, when, he he has, been, when he has played, he's picked up two assists. You know, Felix, what, you know, Felix, a handful of goals, a couple of goals. Felix has done all right, but he's shown he's very unproductive, Felix. He's a fantastic technical player, but he's unproductive. Badia Shile's excellent. Badia Shile's such a good centre-half. Genuinely, I don't understand. But he's not been given many minutes under Frank Lampard. But when he played under Graham Potter, we saw how good he was. So I'm not necessarily worried about our January signs. I think Enzo is clearly one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. And he's at 22 years old, so he's exciting. Lampard came in. Why? I understand that he wanted to go back to basics, back to experienced players. We should have sat Potter. But why didn't why didn't he look at what Potter did and go? Okay, I'll take the good bits from that and just add to it, rather than just scrap it all and try try his own thing. Because he wanted to leave a stamp. He wanted just to go back to what he knows. He's not familiar with a fluid system. Frank Lampard's never played anything like that. Frank Lampard just, doesn't just have so much of a system, either. so. He's just not a very good manager. Let's be honest. I love Frank. He's not a very good manager. He's not a Premier League quality manager, and it's because he's not have he doesn't have experience. No. You know, if you take Jim from the local chip shop and throw him in as a manager, he's going to struggle because he's got as much experience in management as Frank Lampard. Does. I mean, to be fair, Frank Lampard. But he's just been thrown in at the deep end. 
he's he's done a season of championship football he's done a couple years with Chelsea now you know in two different stints and he's managed Everton where he was <laughs> not a great track record the it? positive of Lamps is that he's very good at cultivating a good morale and building that sense of I team and coach. that because he's a he's a leader yeah he was the leader for Chelsea I mean, obviously there's John Terry but he was one of the strong influences in the dressing room yeah Lampard he's not a, he's not a manager he does not no. have the tactical nous. he does not have that I think it's hard to say he doesn't have the understanding of the game because he's a former player who clearly understands the game well but from the sideline he is not yeah very good, but I think honest. Pochettino. Uh, the future looks bright. I, I yeah. think I think Chelsea will be back with a bang next season. I hope so. I think European football has to be that standard. I'm, I'm not too asked about the Conference League. I'd like Europa League at the yeah. very minimum. Of course, if we can me, get Champions League, perfect. I would say. I mean, for, I mean, a the goals we've got. We get into Europe. Maybe if you can win a domestic cup. Maybe. Yeah, I think the domestic not cups the priority, are definitely no. They, they should be. Because we aren't, we're not in Europe, yeah, so we, they, we've not got the congestion that other clubs may have. Yeah, we're not playing Champions League football in the we way they say. Good run of it though, because like we shouldn't. Even if we get City round three, we should be in them. Let's not get played off the park like we usually do. Well, we shouldn't draw City round in both the FA no, Cup and the Carabao Cup in early round, should we? But again, then uh, rigged <laughs> investigation. But yeah, forty-five man squad. I think you've got to lose at least seven, eight of them. Well, I mean, you've got to lose at least. 20 if not you're not fitting him with the registration no, yeah, rules you, you have players but... over don't you of you, course yeah, yeah, players like Ian like, Martson yeah. who's going to be another thing we'll probably talk about at some point because how him, what, we, what Chelsea are going to do with this we're, squad I don't we're, know we're probably going to sell Martson and Colwell and it's just going to be well I've got to say Colwell if we're keeping him then then presumably Cooler Valley's got to go somewhere or oh, be I happy to be third choice behind Badia and Colwell I'll tell you I'm centre half I don't care but there's a lot to consider for Chelsea next season. Mauricio Pochettino's got a lot of work to do. But he's up to the task. But I think, yeah, we've got a good recruitment team around him. I think Joe Shields is clearly very capable. We know he's got connections with play players yeah. like Romeo Lavia, who could be very interesting because I he's just, he's at Southampton, yeah. who are relegated. My only thing with Poch is, does he lack that title-winning ability because you know he, saw, he does but we're not title winners I, I know I know but being, 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 ho- I'd like to think he's not going to be sacked in the next two years I, you know, I'd like to think that Ovi is going to build a long term you know, thing and then eventually we can go for a you know, long term success the thing is Pochettino but, he, he, he doesn't have that title specialist but he's managed Tottenham where he kept, he, they kept he, going he, so close he never had the resource it. And to be fair, he came as close as any Tottenham manager ever has to the title. And, you know, we say he could, couldn't win a title at Tottenham despite their team being so good. But Mourinho didn't and Conte didn't. In fact, they failed massively. They fell yeah, well the below expectations. Is, they've, then they've been to other places and done it. But Pochettino hasn't. Pochettino hasn't been going because he's not as old as those people. You know, he's not but 60, PS, 70. He, win, he won the title at PSG, right? No, he lost to I mean, that, Galtier's that, Lil. That says it really. I, no. Like, which, which year was Pochettino PSG manager? I think he did win the title. I think he did win It was last season, saying, no? If you don't win the title with PSG, then... Pff, he won it 2022. It was 2021, they didn't win the title. Christophe no. Galtier's Lil side did. Who's, isn't Galtier now? The PSG manager. It's like Bayern. He's going to get the best of everyone from the league. and just Oh, yeah. Exactly, yeah, but I think I think Poch, may, I mean, definitely, I mean, proving that he got the Champions League final, and realistically, Musa Sissoko doesn't go a penalty in like the eighth yeah. minute, then they'd have been all right. 
Yeah, and I think PSG is the worst job in football. I've said this before, but Horrible. how on earth you're supposed to manage all those egos? There's no squad building I mean, there. Right it's, it's a similar job to the Chelsea job, but the difference in Chelsea is that Chelsea are willing to change things. Yeah. Chelsea are going to go out and spend money. And, rather, Havertz, and they are... Chelsea, and he's got more power. He's got more control. Yeah. I think he'll do well. Club. I really think he'll do well. I hope so. I think he can definitely win titles with Chelsea. I think he's clearly a very capable manager and with the resource now at Chelsea, which he didn't have at Tottenham, and with the control, which he didn't have at PSG, I think if you combine both those assets together, there's no reason Pochettino can't do well. My only questions would be around whether his tactics still works because his tactical approach and style has been proven by Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. Maybe it doesn't work in the Premier League anymore. Yeah, and my Poch's one problem could be if he doesn't start well... I mean, he, yes, he's you know he's pressure ex, will build. He's ex Tottenham, and you know Chelsea fans are very um, what's the word? Very when you're quick to thingy, you're very. I can't think of the word off the top of my head. But when reactionary, yeah, they're very reactionary. Um, so if he doesn't get, if he doesn't start well, he's gonna lose the fans very quickly. Yeah, so and he, they're a fickle bunch, the Chelsea fans, oh, so, oh, myself oh, included. Oh, you oh, know, but. <laughs> Yeah, we have high expectations. <laughs> we do indeed. Should we move on to a different yes. topic then? Because the next up, we're going to talk about the Premier League title race. Yeah. And the fact what that race? it is over. Arsenal have crashed out. Manchester yeah. City are off into the distance. I mean, speaking of Chelsea, Arsenal and Chelsea won the same amount of trophies this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, Arsenal bowled an eight-point lead in the title. Like, that's the thing. That's inexcusable. I don't think it's inexcusable. No, no. <laughs> okay. No, but I think... I don't. I think we've we've spoken at times about how this season isn't a failure, because Arsenal were not considered amongst the Premier League title challenges. Arsenal, I don't even think were considered to be fighting for top four. I think I think a lot of people would have said at the start of the season this could be Manchester City. It's going to be Liverpool, Chelsea, one of the up in the second place. I yeah. don't think. I think at the start of the season it would have been that United fourth, maybe if Ten Hag has a good campaign, then Tottenham and Arsenal. I think yeah. would have been a lot of people's prediction. Maybe Newcastle challenging that as well. Some people would have thrown a dice there, but not many people were predicting Arsenal to be right at the top. A lot of people predicted a lot of Chelsea in it, and as we've spoken, that fell apart. But not a lot of people were predicting Arsenal to seriously be at the top of the league. I think this is this season has been a big learning curve and a big. They've shown their worth. They've shown they're a good side, Arsenal. But at the end of the day, they've also shown why they can't win the title. And that's because they have that inexperience. Because they are a young side. They are fallible. Manchester City seemingly are completely unstoppable. But for me... They're immortal. Whoever doesn't matter what team you're against, no matter what you're chasing down, if you are eight points clear, there is no reason why you shouldn't win the league. Eight, well, the, the reasons were just clear. stated, but sure. That I know, but I, I don't think it, you've just it doesn't because at that point it's in your hands. You really shouldn't be throwing it away. No, but I think if you look at so let's look at Arsenal's record. Let's forget that they were eight points clear because I think that puts a bit of a spin on it that I think is just well, unjust. If you right, told me at the start of the season that Arsenal would only lose five games this season, they'd only draw six games and they'd win 25 of their 36 matches so but, far. If, if City win their game in hand, Arsenal then seven points off. It's Manchester City though. 
I know that's good. That's it's from, Manchester that's City. Eight points clear to seven points off. Yeah, but that's because they lost the Brighton game most recently, of course. That's a 15-point swing. The draws against West Ham and Southampton and Arsenal, Liverpool were at fault for that. And that was just the season catching up with Arsenal. They were It was sort of a guarantee they'd slip up at some point. It's just a shame for Arsenal fans and Arsenal that they slipped up three consecutive matches. But also they slipped up in the Europa League before that and then slipped up in the FA Cup and slipped up in the Carabao Cup. Yes, they slipped up in every competition. FA Cup, they weren't Arsenal out. They had to play Man City. I know, but I thought when when they got knocked out of the Europa League, I thought, oh, they won't mind that because that will now mean they can just win the league. Focus on the league, yeah. And that's the thing, they threw those... I won't throw them away, but they kind of... They would have had those trophies in the back of their minds rather than at the forefront. Yeah, they put those trophies on the back burner for nothing, yeah. really. Well, I don't I don't think... I still think Arsenal's season's been a success. It has, but I the think fact they haven't... every Arsenal fan on the planet, if you go yeah. to them at the start of the season and say you're going to finish second, you're only going to be seven points off Man City. But the fact they've been the second best team in England this year and they haven't won a single trophy... I don't know. I don't think that's a massive issue. This is a young Arsenal side. They're going to win things. They threw Maybe. everything else does, away in order to go for the Premier League. Is, is also, does Arteta being manager kind of make it nearly impossible for Arsenal to beat C? No. Because, I mean, he's been out, Arteta's been out-schooled countless occasions by Pep now. Yeah, because Pep's a manager with 20 years' experience in top-flight management. Arteta's a manager with two. Quite frankly, it doesn't matter if, he's, if he was his understudy. But no, at the no, end of the day... I mean, Aston, Steve and Gerard Aston Villa gave Man City a better game. They still lost, though, didn't they? Yeah, they lost three. You know, they gave them a better game, though. They, they yeah. didn't, they didn't they, give they, them a they, better they game. They lost three, too. They didn't give them a better... They're, not, they're a Villa side with nothing to play for, of course. They could just do what they want. I know, but... It, 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 <laughs> but what... I think Arsenal... <laughs> Arsenal will never win the league if they are going to get wiped the floor with by City like they did. But also, Guardiola is not immortal. <laughs> like he's going to die eventually. Oh, I don't believe. <laughs> or he's going to leave. Like Pep Boy will not stay at City. If they win the Champions League, I could fully see Pep leaving this summer. I don't think he will. I think he'll stay another season. I think he'll see out his contract now. But I could see Pep Guardiola leaving City with it by twenty twenty five. But then, I can't remember which contract. You know, if these are, I mean, I know you said this Arsenal squad's young, but if they don't win a single trophy in the next two, three years, they will years, win a trophy. Will they though? Yes. They? What are they going to win? The Car- wait, City were knocked out by Southampton in the Carabao Cup. But they're fed, they are not win. That's that's tin pot. Really? It's still a trophy. It is, but, I mean... Like, also, if Chelsea got the Carabao Cup this season, we'd not be calling it Tim. No, I wouldn't. Be. Best competition on earth. Arsenal, Arsenal fans, Arsenal players, they're bored in the FA Cup. They want that Premier League. They can win it. Can they, though? Yes. 15-point swing. But, mate, it's this is the Arsenal side's first time being at the top, right? It's the first time that Arsenal have been up there. City have been at the top of the it Premier League first time since there. 2012. Yeah, and look what's happened to them now. They're going to get relegated. Well, I'm sure if I told but Arsenal also, fans no, you win the league this year, you get relegated. And you are waffling, mate. If Arsenal, right, if Arsenal this season were the only competitive team, then yeah, they would have won the league. They weren't the only, Leicester weren't the only competitive team. Yes, they were. It's Tottenham. Tottenham. Chasing them down. Tottenham was shite. They were so close. It was such a waffle motion. Right, if we look back at the Premier League then for the year Leicester City won the league. I'm just saying, if you are eight points clear, it might not be the Premier League. 
Doesn't matter what league. You could be in under 11's Division North 1 league. Well, yeah, because they're only playing about eight games. If you're, <laughs> that eight, be a if you're eight points clear, you cannot throw that away. Unless the other team haven't played a game yet. And you've just won your opening. Well, well, yeah, if you've won your opening three games. If it, the other team's got three games in hand. Okay, so... To, uh, I've clicked on the wrong year. Leicester City won the league with 81 points. Arsenal are currently on 81 points. If that just doesn't tell you that Leicester's was a... Like, I I think Leicester's achievement was magnificent, but it's obviously a fluke. Like, let's whoa, not kid ourselves. Whoa, whoa, it was whoa, a fluke. Whoa, hold it. So, no, sorry, they're nowhere near the title if every other team doesn't have their worst season ever. Chelsea were 11th. Manchester City... Legally, you say Arsenal were in 81. Where even were they? Arsenal going to get a maximum of six more points. Chelsea were 10th, sorry. They're going to be maximum six points clear of that total. What? Yeah. I mean, Arsenal finished second that year, though. I'm Tottenham just saying, finished third. I, I just don't think. You're I, telling me Tottenham were close fighters. They finished third. I just, I just don't think that. You, I, I just, I, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you've, whether it's your fifteenth year in the Premier League, whether it's your first year in the Premier League, whether you're, you know, I think you're being incredibly harsh. They were eight points clear. That's three wins. Okay, right. When they got in that position, yes, they threw it away. They shouldn't. They put. They shouldn't have drawn those games. But I don't think this season as a whole can be deemed a failure because they. I'm not saying it. it's a failure. I'm just saying they should have won the what league. What are you saying? Just... <laughs> that is saying it's a failure. Oh no, I'm not saying it's. A, I'm just saying you know they should have won the league. Should implies that they must have happened. Imperativeness. No. No. <laughs> I, I just. I, I don't even know. They've had a fantastic season, but I, I don't know. I really don't know how... I think it's harsh to claim that Arsenal should have won the league. I think once they got into that position, yeah, they probably should have brought it home. But I don't think they've had a bad season by any stretch. I think Manchester City are simply impossible to beat. And also, no, you know, Saliba got injured. I don't care. That's a pretty decent excuse. What, for blowing the league title? No, get better backups. Yes, that's the problem. Manchester City have put over a billion pounds into that squad. Arsenal have the money They've to buy not th- put a billion quid in. But they have the money to buy a third choice centre half that isn't Rob Holding. It is, Jakob Kirill, but he's a yeah. youngster who's never played in the Prem but before. What, but that's, well, this is what I don't understand, right? So if you are in January and you need a third choice centre half, why would you go get an inexperienced player Because they're, build, never they're building before? a team, they're not just going but for the Prem title. If you're in that title that year... Don't you just buy the experience? No. Right, okay. Because it's it, they've got a build for the future. If you just go bun it, we'll sign loads of thirty-year-olds to win the title. That's one centre half. Just because they haven't got you know, Odegaard. Okay, he's an all-right leader, but I look at that team and I don't see a standout man. You know, it's, it's the big. Like, if you are losing, who do you look to? You... Zinchenko rallied the troops. Right, oh, they lost that. They drew that game. You actually disrespect Martinelli and Saka so much. No, no, no. You I'm, said it on the other day, they haven't leader. had great They're seasons. They're not leaders. Yes, they are. Oh, well, look, but they, I, I don't... Also, I don't... Odegaard's not a leader in the same way that... Why is he the captain? Because they don't have experience. That's what I, that's what I was saying. I but then you keep saying that Arsenal are supposed to have won the league this year. They're a young side, and then you go, well, they don't have experience. Yet you can't just get experience. That's what I'm saying. You just we do. grow on a tree. Well, yeah, the whole... But experience, their experience this you year build is win experience. The that doesn't give you experience. That playing, give you experience of winning. playing for years gives you experience. Arsenal squad will develop. Some of those players are 19, 20, 21 years old. They've got the youngest average squad but in the Premier League this season, I think. Before. And they crack, keep cracking under it. 
Yeah, because they're kids, mate. I know, but how many... The site have never been up there many, before. How many times is it going to be? Yeah, how many times are they going to keep cracking under this pressure? Is their one, this is their first season being competitive. What other year have they cracked Not under pressure? Arsenal, Saka, Euros final, missed his penalty. You are just chatting shit. He's a 19-year-old that's cared to came up, come on in the last moment of a game to score a decisive penalty. He's that was on them. Southgate being shit at his job. Cracking under pressure. It, it was a 19. You walk out on Wembley with 90,000 people watching down on you Top after left. not playing. After not playing. Top mate, left. you would either have not got off the ground or put it up in the in stands. So piss off, mate. Saka cannot I'm not be disrespectful. Am I? I'm not a professional footballer. He is still a professional. I don't care how young he is. He's a professional footballer. You should be. You should be able to do. You know, You're actually Graham Souness, like fully. You just won't listen to the reason. He's got Paul Pogba. He's got Premier League experience. Oh, no, he's fucking skating around that time of the year, mate. He's injured now. He, he did come off in just just 24 so, minutes. Yeah, it's not hilarious. He can't it's a player gone down with an injury and that could right. hurt his career, and he's you think right. it's hilarious? His it's not ruined. His career's already. He's a ruined. magical player, Paul Pogba, oh, who struggled with injuries this year, and you think it's hilarious that he got oh, he's injured? He's skiing. He's not injured. He, he got injured. You no, know, when he was injured, he was out in the Alps. And? Sorry. I mean, it's funny. When you get injured, are you just going for a casual ski? <laughs> waffle merchant. <sighs> I forget that. You know, oh, what's that? You I don't know. know. Okay. Damaged ACL. You're you know, getting get me to switch. Well, he, didn't, he didn't damage his ACL. No, I'm saying if he made an injury, it's an injury I could name. Okay. Jason Tindall. Yeah! <laughs> what a legend. Oh, Our final topics before we get into your questions and the rumour mill. Jason Tindall. I want to talk about him because I think this man's actually been disrespected in the media over oh, the last hilarious. few days. He's absolutely hilarious. I think he's been clowning. I think he's been clowned on for no reason. That's brilliant. So my first point was: is he actually a problem? No. He's brilliant. And this is the thing: there seems to be this irrational hate of our Jason Tindall loves the limelight. He like. I thing is though, I would. Anyone would. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I, you you know, get to stand next to the best why, in the world. Why are assistants meant to be seen, mm. as I heard, but not, seen but not heard? Why is it like that? They are an integral part of the dressing room. Just because we don't see it out on the field doesn't necessarily mean they're not a part of the dressing room. Yeah, it's a bit wanky him going over to shake Arteta's hand before Eddie Howe does. But ultimately, is it that much of a problem? Yeah, Eddie Howe's not going to cry about it. Like, yeah, the jokes are funny, don't get me wrong. It's been, it's been amusing on Twitter, but... I just don't. I think I don't think it's a match, as much of a problem well, as some I think the fans. Closest person, you know, you see Pep Linders running up and down the touchline with. Clock. He's got a fucking novel out. And, and no so one, if, yeah. if you're going to have a problem with any assistant, uh, uh, let's yeah. look at the bloke who's written a book about no. standing next to Klopp. No, I mean, that is ridiculous. <laughs> I stood next to this man. Here we go. He's a book. He, he didn't it. write that, did he? <laughs> <laughs> he talks about his experience at the game and being an assistant manager, which I think is an interesting insight. But if you're going to have a go at any assistant manager for loving the limelight. Let's have a go at Pep Linders before we have yeah. a go at Jason I've never, I've never heard anyone moan about him when he's sprinting up and down the line with Klopp, you know, and then yeah. moaning about things. I love Jason. I think he's brilliant. I, I think he's amusing. I, th- oh. I think his facial expression pisses people off because he's always he so dramatic. But I, I, but I also think, you know, you're a manager, and Eddie, Eddie Howe said it, if you're a manager, you want your assistant next to you on the technical area screaming and shouting. You don't want to yeah. sat down and having a chat with the other coaches eating a pie. You know, you, you want him involved. The pie is really the issue there, isn't it? Well, yeah, Tim But Eddie Howe has come out and said that he respects, obviously, Jason massively. They've worked together for years. Really go, yeah, he's a right to us. Yeah, he's a, he's a prick. I really wish he stopped doing Genuinely it. Genuinely idiot. Why does he stand next to me? Who's he is? Yeah, he, do, he has also said that at Newcastle they have sort of a... What's it called? 
dual management dual management scheme thing they're all sort of they work together there's no one dictator I think it's brilliant and thing is which that, I think is weird because you do have to have some, some level of control he's, the, he's the right bloke to have at Newcastle he'd only work being that, that kind of assistant manager at Newcastle well, I don't know I think you could get some more, more interesting character there I know if he was Bournemouth assistant manager no one would really care he was, was <laughs> he was Bournemouth assistant yeah, manager I don't, no, exactly but I didn't hear him did I I only heard of him until he joins Newcastle. Well, no, you didn't. No, it's because he's been there for a year and a half and you've not heard of him. It's just because this one Twitter account who has this irrational hatred of the bloke. <laughs> I mean, he's Has just blown up in the last sort of week. I want to hear him do I want Eddie Howe to get a touchline ban so we can have Jason Tindall actually do the manager. <laughs> Press conferences and Press stuff. Press conferences with Jason Tindall. But yeah. I think just say what he thinks. Another, another point then is the joke dead? No, never. I think it, it, all jokes die eventually. I do feel no. feel that actually the the corporate accounts on Twitter tweeting out about it, like BT Sport putting yeah, out a graphic where it's all dead, him. So, you know. Yeah, their new name's dead. Pick up TNT. TNT. They've called themselves an explosive device. Yeah, from a video game. Obviously, it doesn't exist in the real world. But for me, TNT only exists in Minecraft. I, I want to and blow up BT anyway. It just doesn't make any sense. I'll blow up that BT. Why studio. have they called it TNT? I don't know. It's a separate point. What does it stand why? for? The net, is it net, the network? Well, that doesn't make any sense. What TNT. TNT. The, the net. The, the new talk. The Nancy twats. They've got Savile on it. He, has, Gen- he oh. does final score now. It's just uh, I, don't know. I need some neutrality, but there's zero neutrality on a BT. <laughs> yeah. Rio Ferdinand's there on a Thursday night when United in the Open League. This is what he does. This is what he does. Oh God, listening listening to Rio on the Inter AC. He's game. never in atmosphere before. He's never been oh, in a room. Love that atmosphere. That's all he said. Anyway, live Jason Tindall. Long live him. I think it'd be bit weird if we wished him dead. But yeah, long live him. NBA. No. I'm next said a new segment for the show. We thought we'd introduce Ooh. this audience questions. It's not Ooh. a brand new concept that no, never seen before in podcasting, but dun, dun, dun. we put out a little message. We put a little thing on the Instagram story. We I will just quickly check the thing. No message. Indeed, link in the description of the YouTube. If you're on or Spotify, then search chat. underscore the football chat underscore. But so we put that out on the Instagram. We put it out on the YouTube community for all the people watching on YouTube. So we asked for some questions. So we've got a couple of questions that we're going to run through today. Of course, we will shout out whoever came up with these questions, whoever wanted them answers. Yeah. And the first of those is from Rob Lowe on Instagram. He asks, "Where do you think Ipswich will finish next season?" I'm guessing this is probably someone who really enjoyed our pod yeah. from last week. If you haven't checked that out, we spoke about the League One season as a whole obviously Plymouth and Ipswich getting promoted and obviously then the playoffs now currently ongoing where do you think Ipswich will finish next season? Ooh mid-table mid-table that would be my sort of guess yeah. I think they can get top half I think around 10th yeah I think they could be in the playoffs early season maybe I think they'll start fast and maybe tail off. That seems yeah. the most logical. They won't, they won't be. I don't think they'll be in any. I think they'll. No, I think they'll definitely be in the playoffs at some point. I think they'll be in the playoffs at some point, and mm. Ipswich fans will be going, "Oh, we're going to do it. We're going up back to back," and then they'll slip out, and then they'll start going, "Oh well," like Arsenal fans have. Yeah. They'll go, "Oh well, we weren't expecting this season, but yeah, they're not expected. Top half will be a very good achievement for them." 
Up next then from Sports Genre, we've got a couple questions from Sports Genre. The first of which, how do you build football? How do you build football infrastructure in a country like India? Is it money or is it encouraging young kids to play football? So obviously we spoke about this a couple weeks ago now, about a month ago actually, where we spoke about the Japan national side. So Japan yeah. sort of came from nothing. They developed the J League. They got young talents in, invested in football. I think it's a mixture of the both. You yeah. need. I don't think buying talent to come and play in Japan. And then just, sorry, well, if in this case it was India, I don't think buying time to come and play in India and then hoping they teach other players, I don't think that necessarily works. But an investment into coaching, an investment into getting young players playing football, it's going to take a lot because it, Japan didn't really have a national sport. So if anything, it was already football and it's just that they've become, a, they've become more of a focus on football and they've decided to... Obviously, the J-League helped because that made, meant there was actually a professional league in Japan that made sense and was profitable and stuff like that. With India, they have the issue of it's not the most popular sport. Cricket is definitely the most popular sport oh, in India by far. I think football would be a second. I don't think it's a close second at all, but I think it's second. Obviously, I'm not too familiar on the sports culture in India, so I'm sure there'll be some more knowledgeable people in the comments. But I think... The problem for, let's say, India, because that's the one mentioned in the question, is that they don't have that... There's not that infatuation with football. Yeah. Where Japan, it was their most popular sport and now definitely is. Yeah. The, Jap- the Japanese people love, absolutely love football. With India, it's going to be a culture shift and that will take a lot longer than just building an I-League. Yeah. But you, it's it can be done. We've seen it. It's possible. I don't think taking the Qatar, the Saudi, the China, the US route necessarily works. Of just let's go and buy Liam Ridgewell, that does that's not achievable. But they go that's and get really stars fair. like Beckham, like Ronaldo yeah. to come and play in their domestic league and get more eyeballs on the league. While that works well in the short term, I don't think it breeds any long term success. So it's going to be about investing in facilities are a big thing. Investing in coaches, making sure that there is enough finance behind the league that maybe the government will have to invest in for a few years until yeah. you can get things like t- television rights and stuff like that. But infrastructure as well, because you have to have the stadiums, you have to have the right facilities for players from abroad to want to come over. You, yeah. it, it's a, it's, it will require immense financial investment and time and effort. People, it's not going to yeah. be an overnight job. But yeah, it's definitely possible. Definitely possible. Next up then, again from Sports Genre, what do you think about the new Champions League format? Of course, we have we did do a full podcast on this, episode 33, I think this was. Blimey. I think, 033. I was looking, I was trying to find it this morning, but I will just double check I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, actually, quite got quite a lot of experience in this format through playing Football Manager. Because if you have yeah. played Football Manager, it, they do introduce the format once you get to 2026. I don't mind it, too fair. You know, I mean, uh, FIFA might draw the, the the games a lot less reasonable than Football Manager do, because in Football Manager they're quite reasonable. I, I like it. Well, no, so we know that it's going to be two teams, so there'll be, still be pots. Pot A, pot And I think you get from two from Pot B, two from C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you'll get a nice, reasonable, even spread of teams of your, compared, you know, nearer to your quality and teams that might be better than you, worse than you. And I think, I, lo- I like it, I really do. It gives us uh, still that thrill of a knockout. Yeah. 
knockout stages. It, episode 033, so episode 33 of the podcast, the new Champions League format is a disgrace. That is almost a year ago. Why do you call it a disgrace? I now, like I it. think I like the format, but that was a clickbaity title. So, I'm going to go that back, because obviously I think at the time the disgrace part yeah. is that there are two coefficient spots, so rep, high, rep, right. high reputable, reputable teams get it. I don't think it has a massive impact. Ultimately, they're teams that should be in the Champions League anyway. Yes, yeah. it protects Europe's elite, but I think it's a good compromise to the it's Super better, League. Though. We don't, you know, as much as you know, getting small teams into Europe is brilliant. They're not going to challenge the other big guns. And so we've we, got the Conference League in Europa yeah. League now. If we have, as, if we have as many, you know, world class quality teams in the competition as possible, that's going to be the most exciting. I think having as many teams as possible in the European competitions is an improvement because there'll be yeah. thirty six now in all competitions. Which, if I do some quick mental arithmetic, is 108. 100 and... Yeah, 108. 108. So, there's definitely going to be... Yeah, it's 108. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 36 times three. But, so there's definitely going to be more teams in Europe, which I think is a good thing. You can get more and more teams. Potentially, the Premier League could have a bizarre scenario where there's 10 teams playing in Europe, which I think is the way it will end up. That would be mental. But it makes sense. The Premier League is the best league in the world. Yeah. But for half the league to be in Europe is, I don't know, it's a bit strange, isn't it? But it'd be interesting to see how that works out. I don't I don't have any issue with the format. I think the format works. I think it, if anything, creates a more interesting group stage. I think at the moment the group stage is fine. But, you know, we can get some bit boring draws. We yeah. do end up with games that maybe we don't care about. You know, we're streaming... We stream all the group stages, of course. At some point, we get you know by the end of it, we're just watching PSG Real again. Yeah, it's the because you with the latter stages of the competition, the fact that they're two legs, you already see the same game twice later in the competition. Let's not have that mm. in the group stage. And now you're going to get eight different games for every single team, complete random fixtures. Of course, there's going to be difference because someone in pot two may be worse and someone may be better. So yeah. you might get hands on a nice fixture list, but if anything, that could just benefit a random team. Maybe we see more difference. Maybe we see more chaos in the Champions League. Hopefully. That's what we want to see. We want to Maybe. see more difference. We want to see more excitement. Ultimately, the cream should rise to the top because you, if you're in pot A, you should beat all the teams in pot B, C, D. Yeah. Ultimately, then, that's you're going to end up with, with 18 points with two games to play. So you're probably going to be fine. I don't think we're going to see situations where many big teams are knocked out unless they perform badly. But that doesn't come until 2025, right? Or maybe it's even 2025. No, it's 2025. 25, 25. might be 24, but I think it's 2025. But yeah, that will be interesting. I don't think it's next year, is it? No, no, no. no. I, know it's, no I know it's not 23, 24. I don't think it's 24, 25, but I might be wrong. Because that does sound right, 24, 25. Okay, so that would be the year after next season. So we've got one more season left in this old format. Yeah. But yeah. Up next, then, some more questions from Sports Genre. We've got three more to run. Sorry, two more to run through, and then we'll get into the room mail. But yeah, next up, is Haaland over reliant on Manchester City midfield generating chances no, for him? No, no, no. I agree to some extent. I think Haaland doesn't have that same level mm-hmm. of being I, able to completely change the game by himself that Kylian Mbappe has. Yeah, I, I see the point, have. but... I think... Haaland's a great finisher, but he can't just pick up the ball at the halfway line and run it home. I know, my, this question says Man City, he plays Man City. 
But I think any half decent midfielder, if, if he plays with any half, because like Norway, for example, he still scores for Norway. The Norwegian midfielders still create for him. I'm not saying yeah. Norwegian midfielders are bad. They're not, but they're not the quality of Manchester City midfielders. Yeah. Well, if you're Martin Odegaard, obviously, then you kind of are. But apart from Crash Jacker, mate, class. Party would. He wouldn't start every match, but he'd rotate in and out. Of but even for Norway, like he scores goals for Norway. Yeah. But the other one, apart from Odegaard, the other Norwegian midfielders aren't you know, as good as Man City, but they still create for him. And that's saying, I think any half decent oh, player. Sure. Can I thought about Arsenal, wasn't really. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> any half player, any half decent player that can get the ball to his feet, like it's going to create for him. Yeah, the thing is with Haaland, you don't need to even create a great chance. You need to create a half chance, and he'll, he yeah. can bury it. So I think I agree to some extent. And then the final question, do you guys play football? If so, which position do you play? I don't. I don't play football anymore. I've sort of, when we started doing this properly, I decided to stop playing because I wanted to focus on this. And ultimately, we wouldn't be able to stream Saturday games if I'm playing football. Like if we're, so I wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do 12.30 kickoffs. So I decided, and also Tuesday nights. But for midweek streams, we probably, I would have been training, so we wouldn't have been able to do Champions League games. So I decided for the show, it would probably be better if I didn't play. And also, we sort of came out of lockdown and I was slow and unfit. But yeah, you still play though? Yeah, I do still play. If you do watch the streams, you'll know I'm not there on any of the Champions League nights on Tuesday, yeah. which is a bit disappointing. But yeah, no, do play football. Still a centre-half. Well, I say still a centre-half, kind of. Yeah. Case. But I've only got one year left. So after next year, I'll be done and dusted. Which means I can watch the Champions League nights on yeah. Tuesday. Well, unless you sign for a... Under 18, so. Unless I do, but yeah, that, so I'd be interested in that. But yeah, that's all the questions. Of course, if you want to get involved with the show next Thank week, you. put Thank them you, out. Yeah. We, I will probably put the same thing, sort of thing out on Sunday evening at some point. So look out for that on Sunday and Monday. And if not, if you've got a question at any other time, then join the Discord yeah. and put it in there and we'll add it to the list or uh, DM us on any social media. But yeah, if you want to get involved with the show, then make sure to do that. Uh, up next then, the rumour mill. And to start, I've got one we've not got on the board. Oh. Because one has just come in my Twitter notifications. And it's about Chelsea's bid for Raphael Liao. Now, Chelsea Ooh. have not bid yet, but they are preparing an offer for Raphael Liao. Unfortunately, it is a, an athletic article. So we cannot click it because I do not pay for the athletic. But we can try and see the preview here. But, yeah, so that's... Do you think Liao would be a good... Oh, he's so good. Signing he for Chelsea. So good. The, well, he has just signed a new contract, hasn't he? But look at AC Milan. Yeah. Out of Champions League, having meetings to their ultras at away games. You know, yeah, he he wants to leave, understandably. I don't know, though. Well, with contract, he signed a new contract, probably not. But if well, he does pre now, I'll just see what's happening. He's not going to be playing Champions League football next year. Uh, the, well, he signed a new, new one, like, literally last week, didn't he? It's going to regret that. 2028. But, yeah, so I don't really know... I think Chelsea will still offer for him, probably, because it's Chelsea. We have no idea how the transfer market works, but I think it'd be a great pick-up. Equally, we have got Madrid. We have got... Who else else plays for Chelsea? Sterling, who both play on the left. Oh, there's a lot of these rumours involve Chelsea. There are a lot of rumours, and the next one does involve Chelsea because it is Emiliano Martinez. Of course, the Aston Villa goalkeeper was a hero at the World Cup in November with Argentina and now he is being touted with some of the big sides in the Premier League Manchester United Tottenham and Chelsea all interested in the Argentine shot stopper of course Aston Villa would very much like to keep him 
Oh, he Villa fans really want. He to wants it. He wants the move though. He wants a move. He no, I mean, it makes sense. United, yeah. Tottenham, Chelsea, all well, Tottenham could do with a new keeper. Tottenham's a downgrade. How's it? Whether they get European football, Chelsea's definitely a downgrade of yeah. Villa getting European football. Chelsea, you're telling me Chelsea ain't got European football, and Villa might. Villa could beat Tottenham to European football. That's then Chelsea and Tottenham who would be a downgrade because he United's be an upgrade though. United and in that Ten Hag system, he would do well. But he would end up beating up Bruno Fernandes. He probably would punch him in the face. But I, I still think Emi Martinez deserves that step up. He's a fantastic player. I would love to see him at Chelsea. I think if Villa don't get Europe, there's no reason we can't make that happen. I think there's definitely better options out there. I, I prefer Mike Wijnan, but I can understand from Chelsea's perspective why we want to go for Emi Martinez. And I can understand from Emi's perspective why he wants that step up. But he is very His good. stock's at the highest it will ever be right now. And if you can get a move to a top club, then you've got to take it. Mm. You've got to take it. But it will hurt for Villa. And I'm presuming oh, you as a Villa yeah. fan will be crying unless you join Chelsea, of course. Because I don't know who Villa would then go get. Because if not, it'll be like... You could definitely get a good keeper, though. Yeah. Let's go keep his out. I do not want Robin Olsen to Someone ever play like and go whatever. Albon Lafont. He's not A Martinez though, is he? He's a quality goalkeeper. He is. But he's he's not the a. single-handedly the reason why none got to the cup final this year. Single-handedly the reason why they're not getting relegated currently. Yeah, again, he's just not A Martinez. He isn't. He is. He's not. A. Is... Martin... Wait, I think he's the best goalkeeper in the world. That is true. Next up, Arda Gula. That may be a name you're not too familiar with right now, but I'm promising I you over the next. I was telling the audience, oh, okay. the people we're oh, yeah, <laughs> talking yeah, to no, right I now. That may be a name you're not too familiar with right now, but it is. An, I'm promising you that will be a name you will become familiar with over the next few years because he is incredibly talented. He's Turkish done. playmaker, very exciting young player, 18 years old, currently playing his trade at Fenerbahce, and he's very popular amongst Fenerbahce fans. They love him because he's one of their own. He's a homegrown talent who is absolutely sensational. Put up some incredible numbers in the Super League this year. What's the name Bad rumour from my point of view. Of course, because you don't yeah, want to dab But yeah, Ardagula linked with Newcastle. Oh, well, you think? I mean, that's a no-brainer for him. Well, of course. His skill set, I think it brings a lot to Newcastle. It adds another dimension to their attack. It's a great rotation option. If they're playing European football next year, they're going to need players that can rotate. Indeed. He's a young player. He's going to develop. He's only going to get better. And I think Newcastle would be could do a lot worse than signing Ardagula. I think especially since he's got a well relatively low release clause. If he gets up to a so at the moment it would be four million pounds. If he oh, plays a certain Steve. amount of minutes for that Fenerbahce, ace. But, well, unless he plays a certain amount of minutes, he's got to get another two hundred minutes. I think in the rest of the or a hundred minutes in the rest of the season. That's just playing a couple of games. So yeah. he should get to that. And then the release clause becomes a lot more. I think it's around 17 mil, but I still think that's a good deal. Oh, yeah. I think it's a very I mean, good deal. You know, that's a cheap deal for a very good player, very exciting player. And yeah. for him, you know, he'd get to play European football at the highest level. He'd get to be coached by Jason Tindall. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Rumour rating? 100% yes. Oh, that's, that's okay. Good rumour, bad rumour. Good rumour. Thank you. Up next, Kendre Payes. Is that a name you're familiar with? He's 15. He was 15. He turned 16 on the 4th of May. But he has been signed by Chelsea Football Club for a fee of £17.5 million pounds a for a player that has only just turned 16. They've gone all in on the poker table. 
They have indeed. They've thrown everything at him because he is incredibly talented. Currently applying a trade for Independiente Adel Valle in Ecuador. He is, of course, a young Ecuadorian and he cooked at the U18 World Cup I mean, or something like that. For some is, sort of tournament, international tournament where he was sensational. He's playing well above his age group. anything, like what Brighton do with their like, youngsters they find yeah. America. Every other Ecuadorian's like mint. Gold dust. But Ecuador are building themselves a little golden generation. Good rumour. Estupanyan. Oh, yeah, it, it is a good rumour. It's a confirmed Caicedo. deal. No, he's not. Ecuadorian, really. No, he is. Caicedo. Oh. Uh, Caicedo, they've got Enna Valencia. <laughs> he's still playing. They've got... Who else? Who else right, cooked yeah. at the... Definitely someone else from Brighton. Yeah, there is. I'm going to check the Ecuador team now. But the, someone else absolutely cooked at the World Cup, and I can't remember. Oh, we expect. Oh, Jeremy Sarmiento. Mm. Place for Brighton. Baller. Ecuador is someone else we recognise. Um, oh, Angelo Pre- Preciado, I remember. Piero Hincape. Piero Hincape. Pervis is stupid, man. Not lacking in not, defense. Not too bad. Anymore. Not too bad. Jeremy Sarmiento, Moise Quesado, Enna Valencia, Gonzalo Plata as well. Not a bad little side. And this kid is the real deal. He looks incredible. There is a risk, obviously, buying a 15, 16-year-old for £17.5 million. And, of course, he won't join until summer 2025. So someone's spending £17 million on me. Yeah, if you're any good at football. Oh, trust me, I'm worth something. There's a lot of pressure, but I think he's incredibly talented. From the clips I watched on YouTube before we recorded today's podcast, he's clearly a very good player. Great with the ball at his feet. meet the squad for joins? I don't know. Is there much point to it? Well, surely he should meet Poch. Why? He's, he's not. He's going to be 17, 18 when he turns up. He's not going to be. Yeah. It, 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 he's not going to play for Chelsea until twenty twenty eight. Poch might not be there. Twenty twenty five. What would be the point? Genuinely signing a player. It's going like a football manager and you sign a player three hundred. Forget about that. Oh, was year. Yeah, because they're like underage yeah. and they have to wait till they yeah. get. Good rumor. Yeah. Good rumor. Kendry Powers. Very good player, and it is a confirmed deal. So not really applicable to the rumor. It's yeah, ooh, that's a bad rumour then, it's real. It's, it's not a bad rumour, it's just a confirmed... We call it the rumour mill, it's just less all about transfers. Doesn't get a rating. Transfer Doesn't talks rating. are only been took. And... Doesn't get a rating. Okay, fair enough, it's I think confirmed deals can't. Next up then, Rice to leave Hammers. This I've is a good rumour, this always a great rumor. David Moyes has a... Well, I, I saw a brief screenshot, but David Moyes apparently had a press conference that he expects... He thinks it'll be very difficult to hold on to rice. Screenshot of someone saying something. It's like a little. Well, it's not, not a screenshot. Uh, you know what I mean? Like a little clip. quote, not a clip. Oh, okay. It's a little man. Yeah, I mean, thing a lot, there. I'm pretty sure everyone and their nan would take him. Well, West Ham may not have European football if they don't win the Conference League. Of course, they won't be in Europe oh, next season. On. There's a very realistic come chance on. they could be in the Championship next season. So they have got that to worry about as well. And he has got some very, he's got many suitors with very deep pockets. Chelsea and Liverpool both interested and of course he would fit the profile of what they're targeting, the type of player they want very well. Of course Chelsea need a DM so then they can play Enzo in a better position. And Liverpool need anyone to play middle field right now. So... He's, that would also be funny, wouldn't it? If Mason Mount leaves Chelsea and that's when Rice joins. There's always been this thing about, oh, they're besties. They could both go to Liverpool, They could obviously. both go to Liverpool. But they're oh, they're besties and they should be playing together at Chelsea and then they both play together at Liverpool. Or I'd when cry. Rice gets to Chelsea, Mount's I'd left. Cry. But yeah, of course, we haven't spoken that Mason Mount is not one in the rumour, but he could be one because, of course, he is linked with Liverpool yeah. and Arsenal as well. Good rumour. I think he will likely move on this summer, whether that's Chelsea or that's Liverpool. Well, that's to Arsenal looking to bolster their team, of course, yeah. with uh, with some wealth they've found from Experience. finishing second in the Prem. Indeed. 
Up next then, Victor Gaiocorres. Gaiocorres. You should be familiar with him if you've watched any championship football this year, but the commentary striker has torn apart the championship many goals this season. I think he's up there for the golden boot. I can't remember how many he's got exactly off the top of my head, but he has guided them to the playoffs, and if they don't get promoted, which... They could, they could definitely get promoted, in which case you'd imagine he stays. But if they don't, then he's already got some clubs lurking around Wolves. him. Indeed, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Crystal Palace and West Ham all interested in Victor Gaikoris. Of course, he's been sensational this season, lighting up the championship and a Premier League move would suit him well. We know that Premier League clubs would be interested in him and he would do well there, the young Swedish striker. What are your thoughts on the rumour? Is it good rumor. Good, a, This is a good, good week rumor. so far. Not a single yeah. bad rumour. And the next one is another confirmed deal. This oh, came. Get right, this it? came just well. That means we've confirmed a full good rumour, full well, house that's, of good rumours. Blanks. That's two Spikes confirmed Spikes. deals. Spikes. But Alex Grimaldo. Now, if you haven't seen this today, at the time of recording, he has agreed to join by Leverkusen upon the expiration of his contract at the end of the season. I think it's an incredible pickup. Alex Grimaldo, 27 years old, on a free for Bayer Leverkusen. I think it's exactly what they need. I think he'll do well for them. Now, obviously, this no one commented this, but um, what's his... Uh, Matteo, Matteo Fonseca Perez, a, a very constant member of the community, always getting involved with our content. I chat. Yeah. Oh, amazing. That is who I meant. I think I got his name right. Um, I haven't got the message up. But he did comment on... Today's guest, the footballer, asking for our opinion. Not a comment for the pod, but we're talking about it anyway, so shout out Macho as well. But yeah. And everyone, if you want to get involved, as I say, make Good. sure to no, look out for those sort of posts and stuff. If you've enjoyed the show today, then please do like and subscribe to everyone on YouTube. If you're listening on whatever audio platform you're listening on, then press loads of buttons on the screen. If you look at the screen and go, that looks good, then click it. But yeah, help us out in whatever way you can. If you want to Check out our socials. They're all linked in the YouTube description as well. And that's all from us today. Thank you all very much for watching. Oh, keep the conversation going. Get involved. Comments below. Yes. Forgot to mention that. Keep the conversation going. Any of the topics we've spoken about today, get your thoughts in the comments below and we will obviously reply to it. If it's a joke about Jason Tindall, you'll probably get Harry's response. And if yeah. it's a joke about Poch, uh, it's anything to do with Poch or anything more serious, Jason you'll probably Tindall, get me replying. Baby. But... That's all Just for us today. That is, um, and on that note, thank you very much for watching. And we will see you next time. See ya.